Podcast Edition. Hey everyone. This is episode 68. I'm your host this week, Jonathan Metz, and with me, special guest, Michael T.Y.P. Cole. It's good to finally be back, guys. Yeah. Um, this is a very special episode, actually, because we're recording live together off of Johnny's bizarro microphone. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're in my apartment. T.Y.P. came to visit. We've been skiing, drinking beer. And uh, I have prepared a set of five games for him, and he doesn't know what they are. No, I don't. Yes. I have actually gone to great pains to hide the identities. Uh, why don't we just get started? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, again, Mike does not know what any of these games are. He, Because of some technical issues, not issues, but just there's technical reasons why he's going to be able to tell what system these games are on, but he would probably figure that out within a couple seconds anyway, you know, because yeah. he's, he's the expert. So... He will probably know what system these are on because of the file formats, but I've hidden the names and any kind of other identifying information here. So he really doesn't know what these are, even though we're sitting right next to each other. I even printed out the ga- the, ga- the list of games and trivia questions on a piece of paper I'm not looking. so that I can read it and look at it without putting it up on the screen where we could both see it at the same time. So that's, Let's get going. I'm serious about this. We're going to have fun. I'm going to stump yeah. him. Okay. Here we go, it's time for Game 1, Song 1.
well. Uh, yeah. You're uh, looking pretty confident over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a game we played last time I was out here. Really? I think. Okay. Uh, here's your hint question. What famous EGM April Fool's joke is associated with this game? Alright, well here's one final song to jog your memory. Personally, Goldeneye is better than Perfect Dark, but I think I'm in the minority here. Um, it, it, I don't see it could be in the minority. There's only two of us. <laughs> I mean, the larger, the larger community. Oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't but, know. I mean, no, I think I think in terms of nostalgia, way more people it, it just like, more streamlined. like Goldeneye. There's so much crap in, in Perfect Dark that I just can't wrap my head around because I suck at first-person shooters. <laughs> so, like, Goldeneye was the only first-person shooter I, I could say to some extent I knew. No doubt. Um, there's a lot of stuff. In Perfect Dark, that you know, there's a lot to go through. Yeah, yeah. yeah Goldeneye is definitely more streamlined. And I think Goldeneye has a far better uh, single player mode. Yeah, yeah, definitely I mean, more interesting. It's not like if you go back and play it now, 
it seems clunky in some ways, but it really revolutionized the way campaign modes were done in first-person yeah, shooters. the design of the levels and the missions and stuff right. were good, and it really made good use of the franchise. I mean, just looking at it purely as like a licensed game, Absolutely. I mean, so few games it that are licensed like really capture yeah. uh, a series like the, the GoldenEye did. Absolutely. Me. And, and it really did it without putting a bunch of stealth stuff into it, which it could have done. Yeah. You know, with, with James Bond, it's like, nah, it's more fun to shoot people. And, you know, James doesn't sneak around that much anyway. Yeah. He usually kills a bunch of people, so... Yeah. Guns blazing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I remember when GoldenEye came out, there, there was a lot of talk that, like, even PC gamers at the time were kind of jealous of it. Yeah. Because there really wasn't anything that good on the PC mm-hmm. until Half-Life came out. And Half-Life was very... I haven't even really played the first Half-Life, but it was very, very heavily influenced by GoldenEye in terms of scripted events and talking to characters and first person and all that stuff. Yeah, like before that, it was all just sort of like almost like Doom style, where you're just walking around, right? And, just hallways, and just shooting things, hallways and monsters. So. And GoldenEye really took it to a totally different level. So yeah, yeah, it's a great game. All right, the hint question: EGM April Fool's joke. Ring any bells? I know there are plenty of, of jokes about this. I, I want to say it's something regarding like a an area you couldn't really access, but but I I just don't remember. No, there there is um there's a place on one of the maps where you can kind of see an I think it might be in the dam level. Oh, you can see island? an island. Okay. You can see it in a sniper scope or something, but you can't actually get to it. Uh, but the EGM April Fool's joke was actually something called the All Bonds Code. The idea was oh. that you could put in a code and unlock all of the guys who played James Bond before Pierce Brosnan, right. so you could play through the game as Sean Connery or whatever. And well, that was based on reality. Wasn't that originally the plan? I don't know. I mean, maybe in multiplayer. For single player, I can't imagine why it would no. be mad. No, but I mean, in multiplayer, they have like Miyamoto's face in there. Right, right. right. So yeah, there's some weird faces you can yeah. put on characters, but and even more in Perfect Dark. Matt Kessim has seen his face as in Perfect Dark. <laughs> bastard. about that. Yes. Yes, and uh, yeah, I remember killing a lot of Matt's, because he shows up as uh, bots in single player. But uh, anyway, it's time to move on to the next game, unless you have anything else to say about Goldeneye. Um, no. Are you, are you shocked that we've never used this before on Radio Trivia? Not really. On Podcast Edition, at no, least. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I was just surprised, so. Yeah. All right, here we go. this game you, yet. You think you know I it. think I know it. Think I think I know it. Alright, I think you might not. We shall see. Here comes song number two.
have a hint question for you. Mm -hmm. What happens when you grab onto a robot helper? Ugh. I haven't actually played this game. Jeez, come on. <laughs> I know the game. I haven't played you it. You knew the music within like five seconds yes. of the first song, but you've never actually played it. Yes, that's, the, that's why I'm shocked that this has not been used on Podcast wow. Edition. Wow, it is great music. Okay, well, it sounds like you, you're going to get the game, but not the question. But here we are. Uh, uh, one last song for you. This is. I think this is Shatterhand. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I, and I think it was like turned into like a robot game, or it was originally a robot game or something. I, I, maybe for Europe it was changed to like a robot theme game. You know, it sounds like you might know more about it than I do, and I have actually played Shatterhand. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it was like a question last time. Maybe I used this in the live version or something. You must have I'm it definitely somewhere. familiar with this music. Yeah. Really good music. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really good NES music. Yeah. And Shatterhand is a really cool game from an uh, old company called Jaleco, which unfortunately I don't think they exist anymore, which might explain why it's not on virtual yeah. console. Someone, I hope, has the rights to it. Get, we'll get around to it eventually. No idea. Shatterhand is a really, really cool game. Uh, it's it's a lot like the old uh, NES Batman, you know, from Sunsoft. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's kind of just a... It's, it's not run and gun, it's run and jump, yeah. basically. I mean, a run and punch, run I should say. Punch, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's a 2D platformer action game. Basically, you run around and punch robots with your metal fists. And uh, actually, one of the, real, the best things about it, it's very hard, I should add. Um, but one of the best things about it is you collect these little symbols of alpha, beta, and gamma. And depending on the combination of three that you make, you get all these different designs of robot helpers that fly above you and shoot things. Since your character can only punch, he can't, he can't actually shoot, but you can collect these uh, robot helpers that will shoot out boomerangs and they'll sometimes they'll use swords and weird fire beams and all kinds of stuff, lasers. And uh, they're really helpful on bosses especially, and they have, give you much better range. How, that's kind of impressive for like a NES game having like a helper... Yeah. Thing going after you. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah, and they seem to have maybe not physics, but they they kind of move somewhat independently of you in terms of there's kind of a lag and how they follow you and everything. And yeah, if you I think if you crouch and hold jump, the robot will descend upon you and then you'll grab onto it and it'll lift you up and let you hover up high, which kind of lets you get to some higher platforms and stuff like that. Basically tails. Kind of, yeah. It's a weird mechanic. It, it feels kind of incongruous with the rest of the game, but I always thought it was cool. Because you can kind of fly in the game, but I mean, not really, yeah. but you can be lifted way up above the air. Right. And that's the answer to the question. Robot okay. Helper, uh, it, not only do they attack for you, but they can lift you up into the air for whatever reason. So yeah, Shatterhand's great. Um, and I, I was watching a video of it the other day, and actually the boss battles look exactly like Mega Man boss battles. Really? Yeah, it puts you into this enclosed room, and the boss just basically does a pattern, jumping around and shooting things at you, and you just have to dodge him and punch when you get a chance. It's like it's it is the whole game does kind of play out like Mega Man with punching instead of blasters. That's tough. I mean, that means it you got to be low, close range and getting hurt. <laughs> exactly. You think Mega Man's hard? You should play Shatterhand. But it's a really cool game. So, <laughs> highly recommend you check that out if you ever get a chance. 
and obviously TYP likes the music. He, oh, hasn't, the music. Even, he hasn't even played the game, and he knew the music immediately. So, it's time for game number three. but it's certainly yeah. not one I'm familiar with. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> here is song number two. So I, I think I know the developer. Okay. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know. Here you have a hint into the thought process, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. All right. I have your, a question here. Right? Yes, I do. Uh, your hint question: Which character from the cartoon source yeah. material? I suspected this. <laughs> serves as this game's main villain. Okay. All right. Now I definitely have a solidified guess. All right. Here's the third and final song. Okay, 
what do you think this is? Well, I was pretty sure after the second song that this was a, a Capcom Disney game. Right. But um, there are there are several, quite so quite a few. Beyond that, I'm not sure. And then I have to go into I know what games you kind of like, so I thought we'd already use this, but I'm gonna guess Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. The master does it again. <laughs> Very nicely done. And ha- please tell me you have actually played this one. No. Dude, Rescue Rangers is the shiznit. Okay. I think maybe we use the sequel for We might have possibly. I haven't actually played the sequel, and I, th- I don't think very many people have. But yeah. yeah, the original Rescue Rangers is awesome. <laughs> it is completely insane, and it has a great co-op mode. Really? Which is almost impossible to play because it's so... Fr- I mean, the game's already super hyper and frantic, and when you put two people on the screen, for one thing, the NES tile management can't really keep up, and so yeah. the graphics start flickering a right. lot and stuff, but you can do a lot of weird stuff like jump on each other's heads and throw each other. It's actually a bit like New Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes, there's a, some interesting interaction between the two players, which is more destructive than it is constructive. But, oh man, it's a lot of fun, and I really, really love the music in this game. I think it's probably the best of the of the Capcom NES music. Really? Capcom NES Disney music, okay, all right. I should say. You know, from stuff like DuckTales and Little Mermaid and there's a Mickey Mouse game or two. There are a couple of them. Uh, the Super NES ones are better, but yeah, anyway, I, I really, really love the music in this game, so. Okay, wow. Um, so I'm going to guess Fat Cat's the, the Yes, uh, very good. I wouldn't have remembered that. That's pretty good, but yeah, it's Fat Cat. All right. Yes. <laughs> he is rich, and he's a fat cat. Okay. <laughs> That's about all you have to say about that yeah, character. Yeah, there's probably not... He twirls <laughs> his mustache does or whiskers he, or something. Probably doesn't get a whole lot deeper than that, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okie doke. Now, it's time to queue up game number four. on this man's face. It seems I've made this way too easy on him. But we'll see. Song number two.
So here's your hint question. What is the name of the successor to this game that was released for the N64 disk drive? Well, it actually was released. I didn't well, realize it was actually released. In places where the disk drive was released, <laughs> the game was released oh, as well. I should know this. I'll have to think about this. All right. Here's your third and final song for this game. successors to this in subtle ways like I'd argue like the Wii Shop not the Wii Shop channel like the, the photo channel and like a lot of these other sort of drawing type things that are on like PictoChat yes. they're kind of successors to this game I, I'd argue yes um, Mario Paint is weird because it's there's more to it than you might think from the name or yeah. from the from a general description of it. You know, my favorite part of it's like the stupid little composing exactly. thing. The Although music composing. it's very limited, you can't yeah. even do sharps oh, or but flats. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, really, you should if you've never uh, if you've never heard the compositions from Mario Paint, you should go to YouTube. There are a lot of videos of people doing songs. Yeah, from Mario Paint, which is something that kind of came back in what Band Brothers later, I yeah, think, and stuff like that. Yeah. The Japan-only band brothers, of course. <laughs> but uh, keep, there's actually a, a version of... It's like a recreated version of Mario Paint Composer. I think it's called Mario Paint Composer. You can download it for your PC. Really? That sounds and looks just like the Mario Paint Composer, but it has those extra features like sharps and flats. Is that right? So if you heard like that, uh, like the Mario Galaxy song that was supposedly in Mario Paint. It was actually Mario Paint Composer, which maybe you didn't realize because it has sharps and flats. Okay. And probably is not limited to like three notes or whatever the <laughs> three notes at a time. Right, right. But otherwise it looks just like the Mario Paint Composer, really. It's, it's amazing. People obviously um, like that tool if they went to the trouble to like recreate it <laughs> yeah. on PC. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Well, here's the, your, your, your yeah. question. The name of the successor to this game that was released for the N64 DD. Yeah, I, I can't. I want to say Mario Creator or something, but I don't think that's right. Pretty close. It's Mario Artist Paint Studio, okay. and actually, probably might vary a little bit depending on translation, yeah. but you know, something in the area of that. It's, there was a whole series of Mario Artist games. I don't know if they were bundled or all sold separately for the DD, but there was like Polygon Maker, mm. which lets you make 3D models and put some simple textures on them. There was Talent Maker, which was kind of the... Stage uh, debut? It was kind of like stage <laughs> debut or talent studio, yeah, that was shown at E3 a few times. But it, all, those were those were evolutions of Talent Maker, mm-hmm. which is this... The idea was that you could kind of make these short movies um, by combining things from other Mario artist series. Oh, so you okay. can paint things in Mario artist paint series. So it was almost like a suite of, of tools, kind of like Adobe uh, Photoshop and Premiere and, and Illustrator. Actually, kind of if you've ever seen a demo of You're in the Movies on Xbox 360, uh-huh. it's actually pretty much the same idea. Huh. Except instead of using like a webcam, there was 
some way of like importing photos into the Game DVD. Boy Color. It must have been. It must have been the Game Boy camera. Oh yeah. my god. But yeah, you, there was a way to take a picture of your face and oh. then and then through some convoluted <laughs> hardware setup, import it into your DD and put it in Talent Maker so you could basically star in your own movies. But yeah, it was a weird suite. I remember watching some wacky, wacky videos on IGN. I mean, this was ten years ago. Yeah. But. Uh, one of the stranger things on the DD, and there were actually everything on the DD is strange, but there you go, Mario Artist Paint Studio. There was a sort of a sequel to Mario Paint, if you wow. believe it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a little surprised Nintendo hasn't really tried to do anything on Wii with this series. It makes a lot yeah, of sense. It is still, it's still hard to paint with the remote, like in, a, in like a really precise manner, yeah. but, and the mouse wasn't any of it. Mouse is worse, yeah, I mean. Probably. So, <laughs> yeah. The mouse was, wasn't it pretty yeah. much like uh, using Microsoft Paint, you know, and trying pretty to draw much. something in that? Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't work that yeah. well. I'd say that a sequel would probably be for, like, the DS, or the DS's successor, mm. more than sense. anything. There has been a series of, like, artists, like, art school kind of thing. I don't yeah. forget the exact name, but it's on DSiWare. Yeah. And they're pretty simple, uh... But they're, they're more like tutorials, you know, mm. uh, rather than like a real creativity suite right. where you just play around, which is what Mario Paint's all about. Yeah. You, you're supposed to play around with the title screen. I mean, you click on the different letters of Mario Paint, yes. and crazy things happen to the screen in music. Yes. My, so. my primary memory of Mario Paint is being over at a friend. I didn't ever owned it, but being over at a friend's house for like, you know, we'd have like birthday sleepover parties with three or four people. And uh, my friend owned the game, and one of his other friends who I didn't know as well. Would, would come to these parties and would just sit there on Mario Paint all night drawing boobs. <laughs> so, Picto, like I said, PictoChat is a successor to Mario Paint. <laughs> yes. Um, cranking it up to the next level. <laughs> there you go. Alright. So, it's time for the fifth and final game of the afternoon for us. We'll see if TYP can go five for five. I would be incredibly impressed. Here we go. First song.
He's got a puzzled look on his face. I might just have broken TYP with this one. Uh, That second song sounds really vaguely familiar, so I think I've probably played a little bit of this game, but yeah, I need a hint question. All right, well, this might be a big hint. We'll see how good your trivia is. This is one of the very few games developed by which studio, which has since focused on hardware? question for you is, do you give up, do you give up, do you give up? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think this is probably by the development team that did Punch-Out based on the question, but I don't... It's not Kung Fu, it's too complicated to be Kung Fu. Um, did Nintendo even make a game called Kung Fu? I thought they did. Oh. Someone else requested it. Oh. So, that was a spoiler if I ever choose it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I give up. I don't know this one. Alright, I got him in the end. This is Star Tropics 2. Really? Actually, the official title is Zoda's Revenge. Uh, I did play Star it. Tropics uh, 2. Should have guessed something like that. Yeah. I was thinking Star Tropics. You already used Star Tropics. Yes. There, uh, like I said, there were some hints in a couple of those tracks in, in terms of some melodies that are adapted from the original Star Tropics, but they're so subtle. I'm not even yeah. sure I would have gotten that, you know, if I had didn't already know. I feel the bad. I could have figured that one out. Uh, but I didn't, so. There you go. Yep. Uh, I, well, it's a good exchange for Shatterhand, which I couldn't believe that you guessed. <laughs> you didn't even guess. You knew it yeah. from the beginning. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe he's played Shatterhand. And, yeah. he, and he hadn't. So, Star Trek 2, but you, you said I, you have I, I've played, played it. I've played all of that game. Really? But I guess that goes to show that it isn't as good a game because it didn't last have a lasting memory on my... Yeah. On the soundtrack, at least. It's it, definitely weaker than the first Star Trek. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot of... St- Time travel, and there are a lot of weird, like, like movie references or something, or right. like literature references. The, the story is completely insane. I mean, yeah. it's just goofy as hell, which is okay, I guess. But um, it definitely doesn't really have the mystery of the first game, right. where your your uncle's missing and you're yeah. searching after him. Yeah. You feel like there's actually something yeah. to go for. The second one's and, pretty campy. Um, yeah, I think there are characters shaped like Tetris pieces or something in the second one. There's some yeah. really strange stuff in there. It's goofy, but yeah, for me the gameplay also just didn't hold up as well. I mean, it, they they let you move around much more freely than you could in the first Star Tropics, which sounds great, but it actually t- ends up taking away from yeah. a lot of what's great about the first yeah. Star Tropics. It's the weird methodical kind of way that you move, where you really have to think before you jump, and you don't have to as much in Zoda's Revenge. Well, it's technologically really impressive because it had a lot of like layers and stuff Did that. They- that really was like Super Nintendo type stuff going right, on. Right. Um, and I think it had its own chip. Like, I think it had a chip unique to that game. Well, Star Tropics 2 was the next to last game released on NES. The yeah. only thing after it was Wario's Woods, which is pretty yeah. famous for that. But yeah, you might not hear that as often about Star Tropics 2. Yeah, that, the soundtrack isn't nearly as good, at least based on those songs, isn't nearly as good as the first one. Might I think it's still really good, though. Yeah. It's pretty advanced, complex stuff. And yeah. I think the, it was the first song had a really cool beat to it, like yeah. a really complex beat. But uh, yeah. so any... the fact that I played through the whole thing and only like, like yeah I think I played this a little bit that says something it right really does right yeah um, I I played a lot of it yeah but, uh, I'm pretty sure I beat the game it is available on Virtual Console I'll yeah. say that but I think if you haven't played either you're a lot better off buying the first yeah. Star Tropics for it's the Absolutely. same price better game uh, if you can't get enough of Star Tropics you might like the sequel I, I didn't think it was a bad game when no, I played it but I didn't it's just not as memorable right I didn't think it was bad I just didn't didn't do much for me. Yeah. Of course, I probably played in like 1995 or 1990. 
Well, that's when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, it was pretty late. It was like pretty late. At least 93, probably 94. Probably 94, yeah. Um, it's a very late NES game. So, any thoughts on the question? You know the name of this developer? Oh, it would be like R&D 3, wouldn't it? That's right, that's right. It yeah. was, at the time, Nintendo R&D 3, now known as Nintendo Integrated Research Development, or Nintendo yeah. IRD. Uh, and they're now the people who do things like design the Wii. So they, they do a lot of hardware design now, but way back in the day, they developed like five games, including Punch-Out! and Super Punch-Out! Yep. Star Tropics and Star Tropics 2, I don't think so. Because that's, that's the sort of thing that they might have made. I could be wrong, but I don't think they it's very much like a one. tech demo that they turned into right. a game. No, they, they, it, the studio wasn't really designed to make games, right. but they at some point they kind of dipped their toes into it, and they made four or five games. A lot of them were like very late NES games or something well, like that. Star Tropics 2, and I think the first one, I'm not sure they were released in Japan. I think they, they were, were just for America, and exactly. the executive producer is is um, was the president of NOA the right, right. on the credit screen. Yes. So, Arakawa? Yeah, Arakawa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, interesting little section of Nintendo. Yeah. Again, they don't actually make games anymore. Uh, but the, the, the head of the studio is Genyo Takeda, um, and yeah, he... You know, he made some really good games, but just very few, and then he just moved on, and they started doing things like designing Game Boy Color and things like that. So, that's the story of Star Tropics 2, a weird little game. It is a weird game. And the one that's finally stumped you at the end of the show. Yeah, I feel bad about that, but I feel what good you gonna do? I feel good about it. <laughs> I was afraid, man, I, I knew this was a fairly easy set, but uh, apparently way too easy. So, there you go. Four out of five ain't bad, yeah. uh, so that's all. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thank you. I, I Thank don't you for hosting and yes, doing work. I don't I don't know a lot about hosting the shows or anything. I'm supposed to say at the end before we go. Uh, send us your requests. I don't, we didn't use any uh, this week. Um, well, maybe we did. I don't have my list in front of me. They're all my requests. But they're all Johnny's requests. So send in your requests. Um, use Talkback to to give us feedback on this episode and uh, rate us if if you're so inclined on iTunes. Yes, that's always um, nice. Other than that, just keep listening. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Yeah, had a, had a lot of fun doing this in person. Yeah. We you know, we'll get, don't get to do that very no. often. It's been a couple can, of years. You can look me in the eye and right. see, oh, I got him. Yes, yes. It's been a couple of years since we got to do yeah. this. It's always a lot of fun. So. All right. Well done, sir. That's going to be it. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Is copyright 1997 Nintendo Rare. Shatterhand is copyright 1991 Jaliko Hatsume. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is copyright 1990 Walt Disney Company Capcom. Mario Paint is copyright 1992 Nintendo. Zoda's Revenge Star Tropics 2 is copyright 1994 Nintendo.